Angela Fazio is an industry powerhouse who has overseen 40,000 homes sold and 9 billion in production. And Kristen Cantrell is one of the nation's most accomplished team leaders, helping thousands of agents build their businesses. They are passionate about educating, encouraging, and empowering moms in real estate. Our next episode starts now. Hey, you guys, I'm Kristen Cantrell. <laughs> and I'm Angela Fazio. <laughs> Today's guest is Jennifer Villavicencio. She's from Florida. I, t I gave away part of your background. And um, we're so excited to have her on the show today. Yeah, she's going to be talking all about life pivoting. We have to get the elephant <laughs> out of the room. Stevie Wonder with, is with us today. Yes. <laughs> Kristen just had eye surgery. She just, she's yes. not trying to act cool. No, these aren't cool. No. <laughs> so anyways, so anyway, a little bit about yourself. Well, first, thank you so much for having me. Um, I'm super honored. One of my biggest wishes out of my life is to impact other women in a positive way with my story. So having the opportunity to talk a little bit about that is super special to me. And I thank you ladies for it. Um, I am actually from New York. I grew up in the Bronx. I grew up in the projects um, and um, I've slowly moving along, right? I moved to New Jersey and that's where my real estate career started. And I just recently pivoted again and I moved to Florida. So I'm living in Boca Raton, Florida. Nice. I'm a mother of two. Uh, my daughter is 13 and my son is eight. And um, I'm involved in all sorts of real estate. Yeah, I'm really excited to hear your story, um, especially given today's environment and, and what has happened in the last 18 months or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, I think that Chris and I always talk about some people just stuck their head in the sand and others of us pivoted. Yep. So tell us a little bit about your story. So I have two big pivots that I could I could kind of highlight for you. I think the first one was when I left my former career and got into real estate. Um, I was a ballroom dancer for 16 years and um, that was my life. I started that when I was 19 and I went on to own three um, Arthur Murray franchises. Um, and so that was everything for me. Um, I always had an entrepreneurial spirit and I wanted more. Um, but I kind of was just sticking to what I knew, right? So I knew, I knew the ballroom world. I knew how to run a successful franchise. And so I stuck with that, even though there was like this voice in my head that was like, you want more, do more. There's something else for you. And, uh, it was just one little moment that I had with a friend of mine that was involved in real estate that said to me, you know, you should get, you should just get your license. And it's funny, like sometimes it's these little moments that just make you think. And I said, you know what? Let me do it. Let me get my license. And I wanted to get into investing. And I knew that that's that was where I was going to really build some wealth, uh, generational wealth. And I really wanted to learn everything about real estate so I could be a educated investor. Um, and so that's what I did. I, I dove head first. I sold my three franchises, um, which was you know, a really, really big deal, right? Because those were my babies. Um, and I went headfirst into real estate, started flipping properties and also, um, you know, practicing real estate, you know, as a, as a buyer's agent and seller's agent. That was my first really big pivot. So was that really, I know a lot of people probably that are listening are thinking about getting into real estate and they have another career. I mean, having three franchises is a huge deal. So maybe like 
what advice would you give somebody that's in that position that you were in where you're like, I hear this voice telling me to get my real estate license and like you just did it. You sold three franchises. That's a big deal. So like what words of encouragement or advice would you give somebody thinking about making that jump like you did? Well, number one, nothing um, that's easy, the path that's easy, it never leads to something spectacular. And I knew that. I was like, this is going to be hard. This is going to be something that I'm going to have to humble myself and learn a whole new career. I came from, you know, I had my, I was my boss, right? And I had uh, 14 staff and, I, you know, I, I ran the show, right? And I went and I said, you know what? I'm going to go work under someone. I went and found like someone that was top in the industry, a realtor. And I literally followed her around. I, I would get on her nerves, but I'm like, oh, you're going to a listening appointment? I'm going with you. Oh, you have a buyer's consultation? I'm going with you. And I just, for an entire year, I did that. And and I think that's the biggest thing. If you're, if you're thinking about doing it, right? If you're thinking about making that switch, um, find someone that's gonna mentor you and gonna really teach you how to do this right. Because there's a lot of real realtors that get into this business and they spin their wheels for years and years and years. Yes. And, <laughs> and, and for, for me, within a very short time, I had success because I knew I wasn't going to reinvent the wheel. I was going to follow someone that already was doing it. And that's what I would, you know, say helped me a lot in, in having success in a short amount of uh, time. Well, I think a huge thing to point out there is that you didn't sit back and wait for somebody. And I watched so, so many, many agents just sit there and I'm like, listen, like, you are your own boss. If you want it, you go get it. It's all there for you. But you can't sit back and think someone's going to call you and be like, why aren't you here today? No, like you call exactly like you did and be like, where are you going? I'm going on your listing appointments. I'm doing this. Like that is a, such I a key I love that point. assertive. I know. That sort of attitude yes. is awesome. And who cares if you're annoying? The worst thing that could happen is they say, no, not today, Jennifer. A hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah. So yeah, that that was kind of you know my first big pivot, and now now I just pivoted again where I left my established business that I have going in New Jersey to move to Florida, and you know I'm in broker school now to get my license here, and so it, it's the same thing again, right? Like I'm having to learn a lot of new things, um, but I'm super excited, and I definitely feel like now, of course, I have a much stronger base and understanding of of real estate and investing. And I'm already involved in some investing here in Florida. I've been kind of back and forth for a little while. Um, but it, it, selling my house, moving to a new state, it was probably one of the hardest things I've ever had to do, especially with kids. I think if you're by yourself, it's different. But right. having the kids and moving them to another state um, and just having the faith that everything's going to be okay and um you know just just going for it jumping in um was scary but i'm super happy that i did it so you know what's so interesting my husband's from new york he lived in um in queens a, a lot right oh, nice. for for a lot of his life and um he made me realize because i've moved like 80 sometimes so moving to me isn't a foreign concept it's not it doesn't feel like a risk right but for him, what he explained to me is so many people from where he's he's from never even move out of their house mm -hmm. for like 30, 40 years. Right. And so I can imagine if you've lived your whole life in New York, what a huge risk that must have been to just uproot and kind of go against the grain and bring your family somewhere else. Usually the only time New York people from New York go to Florida is when they retire. <laughs> 
Yeah, no, hundred percent. Yeah. It's it's funny because you made me think about something. You know, uh, growing up and where I did in in the projects and poverty, most people don't ever leave. It's a small percentage of us that actually like make something of our life. And it and a friend of mine yesterday, I put on my Instagram like, "What do you want to know about my journey?" And she said, "Well, what's your why? Like, why? You know, what drives you?" And I think that feeling of growing up feeling trapped almost, you know, there was bars mm-hmm. on the windows. It was like, am I ever going to get out of here? Like, what am I going to do to make my life better, right? To make this like change. And I think that for me has been like a continuous uh, drive, right? Something that pushes me. Like, I never want to be in that position again as to not feeling trapped, feeling like I can't get out of the situation that I'm in. We talked to so many women who have had, because I was, poor. <laughs> we were so poor. Like I thought it was a treat to pick out a patch to put over a hole in my dream, in my jeans. You know what I mean? And I think coming from extreme, not and even in America, it's not extreme poverty, but coming from hard circumstances and having to claw your way out is the most valuable experience ever. It just makes you feel number one, so grateful for what you have. And like you said, I never want to be that poor again. (laughs) Yep. I've been happy. I tell people all the time, I've been happy with no money and I've been happy with money. It's a lot more fun to be happy with money. (laughs) (laughs) I agree. I agree. What's that country song? It's like, well, I'm asking you about I know, country music. I know, but it's yeah. like, how are you? You're my friend. You know me forever. <laughs> and no literally, there's a country song I need to send you. Tell us what your goals and your plans are. Like, what do you see in your future in Florida? Oh, my. Well, um, I want to get into ground up construction. Uh, I want to start building here, which I'm kind of already in the works. I'm working with a developer um, that's a little bit more on the West Coast, um, but I'm doing the same thing with him. I'm like, hey, what can I do? Uh, where can I go? And so, but he's been great. He's like, come to this conference with me, come here, meet this person. And so he's kind of taken on that role of a mentor for me, which is amazing and i am as you know already as i told you before i have no shame in trying to suck as much knowledge as i can from someone that is doing more things than me right so uh definitely that i you know i want to have a lot of income producing properties that i'm going to hold on to Mm -hmm. and eventually that just be my income right so i want to have that that kind of wealth generational wealth things that i could pass down to my kids um you know For me, money is great. Like you said, money is, you know, makes life easier. Um, It's definitely not like my, the thing that I'm like, that's motivates me. I think it's the freedom that I, that we gain having money. And I recently went to this, um, I went to this seminar. I was all developers and they had this one, one gentleman that was speaking and, you know, he told everyone to write down like in detail how they envision their life in 15 years, like down to like, you know, the, what you're wearing and like what your day looks like. And I, I had never done that before. And it was really eye opening to me because it was not really so much about material things or the big house. It was more about the relationships at the end that I had, right? 15 years from now, the like level of the relationships, the, 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 the love around me, the family, like that to me was more important. So money facilitates a lot of freedom and being able to help family and help others. And like, that's why I want to be successful. Um, But I, you know, I definitely think that relationships are to me, 
the most important and, and my biggest why. I love that. You know, you reminded me of my husband was having a conversation. I don't even know if I told you this. We were in uh, Denver mm -hmm. and I haven't told you this. I haven't seen you, but we've been, uh, we were in Colorado doing some business things and, and we got into, my husband got into a conversation with this uh, woman who mm -hmm. works at another real estate brokerage. And um, she, I don't know how it got there, but it was this concept. She was like, you know what? I don't need to make any more money. You know, I, I'm fine. I, I don't, I don't desire to make any more money. And my husband was like, well, you are, and, and they were talking about how we love to bless people because that's my passion. I love blessing people, building their business, helping, you know what? So it was that kind of a conversation. My husband goes, well, you're really selfish. <laughs> and the woman was like, what? Really? So God's giving you a gift to make money and you're just going to stop because you don't think you need any more money. And you, then you just said, you wanted to bless all these people. So you're not going to use your God given gift to make more money so that you can bless more people. You're selfish. Mm -hmm. I was like, wow. wow. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's, that's a great it. way to look at it. Yeah. She's like, well, all right. I mean, <laughs> you, I mean, you can't deny that. Yeah. That, that logic. Yeah. But I was like, wow, mm -hmm. my husband's smart. <laughs> lucky woman. <laughs> I am. <laughs> so tell us, um, tell us about like, um, another pivot in your life. Do you have another big pivot in your life that, that could help people? Let's think, let's think. Um, I mean, those are, I think the two, the two biggest things that I can think of. Um, leaving, those are big. They are big. Leaving yeah. what, my one career, um, you know, and, uh, and going into a, another, um, let me think. Let me think. I think, oh, I, I could tell you. I mean, I don't know. This was just a big, a big moment. I left home when I was 19. Um, I had a very, uh, that's, that's a whole nother podcast. <laughs> <laughs> My dysfunctional life. Right. Um, but I had to, and I had to um, pick up uh, kind of in the middle of the night and leave and uh, start from the ground up. I had my own apartment and, and all of that stuff at 19, which, wow. you know, and I, I really wasn't equipped, but somehow I, I figured it out. And um, I started working when I was 13. So I always had money, you know, not a lot, but I always had money because I didn't want to ever right. feel, feel like I couldn't, you know, survive. And so um, at 19, I had to leave due to some things at home and I left and um, I moved to uh, uh, Westchester, New York from the Bronx. And I went completely on my own. So I guess that was, um, that, yeah, that's a, that's a huge deal too. You've got guts. I like that. <laughs> You've got guts. Yeah. Yes, I do. I yeah. think so. That's I, my I, girlfriend. She goes, how are you so like, how do you, how do you, how are you so fearless? And how are, you yeah. know, and I, I think that like, I just do, I just have to, you just have to go for it sometimes, you know, and, and what's the worst thing that's going to happen. I think that's the advantage too, of when you come from like such, you know, you've had some really big um, trials and tribulations in your life, right? It's like, what's what's the worst thing can, that could happen? I don't succeed in this business, right? Like uh, I get into real estate and I suck at it. Like, what's the worst thing that's gonna happen? You know? I love that mentality. Like I literally gave myself like 10 years in my twenties to be like, if I don't like it, done. Like it's okay to fail. Like it's actually a good thing and to realize it's time to move on or, you know, yeah. My favorite thing that you said today was nothing that is going to be spectacular in life is going to come easy. I know, I love nothing. that. Nothing. That's yeah. my favorite quote today because mm -hmm. and no. when I, just the way you say spectacular, 
spectacular. That's what I want for my life. I don't want average. I don't want mediocre. I want spectacular. And I just gave myself chills. Ooh, yeah. That's what I want. And you want it too, and you're going after it. So mm -hmm. I know for a fact that the ladies who are listening to this or whoever is listening to this is going to be so encouraged. Mm -hmm. Get get out of fear. Mm -hmm. You yes. can do afraid and yeah. go for spectacular. Yeah, don't let don't let your insecurities like limit you. And I think, and then some someone had asked me too, if, if, what would you tell your 20-year-old version of yourself? And I think the biggest thing I would say is don't let your insecurities stop you from doing amazing things. You can do anything you want to do. Yes. It's like taking that girl and saying, you're so great. You're so talented. You can do all of these things. Um, don't You don't need other people's validation. You don't need help. You can do it, right? You only need God's help. Like, And so that for me would be like, I would shake that girl and tell her that because it took me so long to get to that point. Mm -hmm. you know, I think a lot of women are the same. So we, until I was in my 30s. Yeah, exactly. Huh. What a blessing. Thank mm -hmm. you so much for all of your words of wisdom today. It was awesome. Yeah, you've well, been thank great. You. Thank you. Thank Don't you. jump off. I'm going to say goodbye, but not to you. Say right okay. there. Guys, thank you for listening. Listen, in November, Kristen and I are having another Flourish event, November 4th and 5th. This one is going to be even better than the last one. We're adding all kinds of fun girl excursions to the um, incredible women speakers that we will have. Um, maybe I can even convince Jennifer here to come be a speaker. Ooh. Oh, a spot. November 4th and 5th, Chandler, Arizona. Put it in your calendar. Come the 3rd, leave the 6th, or stay longer, but save that date. Thank you guys so much. Bye. Bye.